0: And we welcome you inside this Monday edition of the Ball Sacramento Kings podcast. I'm Sam Caventi, alongside, as always, the incomparable and all-knowing Jill Adge. Jill, I was really hoping I could start this podcast by saying the Kings had a perfect weekend, that everything was good, that we had fun, we're all smiles, uh, which we are for the most part. But the Kings, once again, come out of uh, Friday-Sunday matchups splitting them. At home this time, one and one. Uh, we're going to talk about both the games. Uh, we're going to start with the good. Uh, we, could, we could start with the bad with the game yesterday against the Pacers, but we'll start with the, the better game, the Friday game against the Hornets, where the Kings absolutely dominated start to finish. was really never much of a game. 140 to 110, the Kings beat Charlotte. Reigning threes, that was the theme of that game. Most points scored for the Sacramento Kings. Since uh, March 25th, my brother's birthday, March 25th of this last year, against the Warriors when they dropped 141, and then they set the record, their franchise's record for threes, 22. Uh, we're gonna get to the Pacers game. It's kind of funny how Friday they just could miss a three, and then yesterday was the exact opposite. But that's how the Kings play basketball. What were your takeaways? I mean, from that's pretty Friday's that's win? pretty
1: consistent right now in the the NBA too. I wouldn't just say it's. It's Kings and that's kind of a theme we've seen looking at other games where you, to me, the fact that they're keeping it close while still not hitting when I'm watching other games where teams are getting blown out when they're not hitting their threes, like to me, that shows some like, okay, we might not be making as many adjustments as I like, but at least we're finding ways to still be in the game. And I would say like and in those two games um our defensive rating got better too so i mean two completely different games right but our defense still kept us yeah. in it i mean that's we we last year we were like at one what 116 to 118 we're one 108 away right now i mean that's that would have put us in towards the middle of the pack last year which is where they keep saying they want to be this year and right now you're at 22 with a with a 108 rating um but yeah, I mean, and that's one thing I felt yesterday where I know you have Sabonis and Turner who who blocked the paint, but I still think you have to find ways to get Rashawn Holmes involved because so much of your offense revolves around him, especially when the three ball's not working. My biggest thing was you had them in foul trouble with over five minutes to go, and you still continued to chuck. Like I can understand they're making life hard on Rashawn, but you had them at five, like you had to bonus at five fouls with over five minutes left and never even tried to go back at like, that's a problem to me. Like, right. And you were in the penalty for a good amount of time. Like, and you're not, you know, you're not exploiting that. So, and we've seen them do that before again, learning experiences. You're hoping they're watching the tape. Right. And, and things will change, but we've seen this team struggle against bigger bigs as well. Um, I was happy they went back to Len because I thought that was a game that that fit um, what he was doing. And I will actually say a lot of the bench uh, was producing more again than than what some of the starters were doing. Where the starters were in, and you saw them kind of going down, and then the bench would get them back in it, and then you would substitute again, and it would kind of go back down, and then they get back in it. Um, we know it's a game of runs, and a lot of times it's who makes the last run. I was watching the, the Clippers and Hornets game after the Kings game. And uh, with four minutes left, four minutes left, Hornets were up eight. Clippers went on a 22-0 run to end the game. <laughs> I mean, it's, you have to play, the, like, no matter, even in the Charlotte game, I was like, I had already watched three games that night of teams going down, of teams that were down 15-plus. Winning like no lead is safe in the NBA, regardless if the Kings are down, if they're up. Like it's you, you got to keep, you got to play the full 40, 48 minutes, right? Um, to give yourself a chance. And we, I saw like through last season and this season our records are are pretty similar, but the difference to me is in these losses, we're losing by what, like five, five points or less. Yeah, 10 basically. Or less. Um, and last season we were getting blown out in our losses. And the so scores again, were
0: much larger.
1: Right. We're, we're 10 games in it. So it's, um, I know we lost, but I'm still trying to, to keep the focus. And for people that think the Pacers are bad, they're not bad no, they're and not. they have a good new coach. And I'll put it this way. Yes, they had injuries. They were without Brogdon and they were without TJ Warren. Well, guess what? They were without them a whole lot last year with this same group. So if you think that this Pacers team who was, um, you know, down guys don't know how to play together with this lineup, like that's just not the case. TJ McConnell had to start for most of the season last year. And when he he starts, he kills it. Like for people that don't play fantasy, like. I know we laugh that, you know, using fantasy to correlate to this stuff, but there's a reason he's the number one guy that everybody picks up as soon as Brogdon goes down because that guy produces, he shouldn't be killing you offensively, but he'll give you assists and he'll give you defense him getting around you like for buckets shouldn't happen. So totally agree with those criticisms, but for anything else, like the guy's not a scrub Right I mean, and again, that team is familiar playing with those lineups without those players. So to me, like I know we were you know, I saw a lot of it, oh, it was a trap game, yes, because it was afternoon, and because there were injuries, I 100 percent think it was a trap game because it was the afternoon, not based on injuries. And until this team had to play an afternoon game, I really don't believe they'll ever win an afternoon game because we've never seen them come out punching.
0: No. Um, I take back what I said, we're obviously starting with the Pacers game. I, I was going to try and start with the good, but the Pacers game yesterday is obviously more relevant. Um, and it's now they're playing the second night of a back-to-back later today. Well, I
1: was trying to use the Pacers game to show good too, though. No, like, you know, we lost it's no, still like I had I more mean, notes
0: that I could talk about. And I'm sure you do too about the Pacers, because as I've said in the past, when you lose, there's the more, I mean, there's more to yeah. talk about, um, when you lose. Uh, so yeah, the, you made a good point in, in that where you said the Kings do seem to struggle against teams that are big and physical and have guys down in the low block. And that was even more made clear by the fact that against Charlotte, who they don't have size, they play much of running gun pace type of system. The Kings can really excel in that because now yeah, they're going against something that's their level. The Pacers play a hundred percent different style. On and, that, that and
1: there were multiple times Luke was you could see him yelling on the sideline, yelling go like run, trying, yeah. to get, trying to get some easy buckets for guys running the court. Right. Because that's how you can exploit it. And then you saw them not pushing it like yeah. either they didn't see it or they weren't doing it for whatever. Reason. And so um, I. They were trying to to get that going and it never seemed to. It just, it didn't translate, but that's how they would have got themselves. A hundred percent, as you were saying is by picking up that pace. Cause yeah, the Kings played right into the Pacers hands and never tried to take it back. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: Uh, and that is it, it. My internet's being a little janky right here, Jill. I hope you can hear me. It's kicking me in and out. Yeah. You're good. okay. Sorry. This is what the downside of doing everything over zoom. Um, no, and it's a bummer because it's so clear and I don't think anyone would argue that the Kings' best way to play, and it has been this way for several years, is to run. You run. Yeah. Take De'Aaron, take Tyrese, and you go. And too, too many times, and yesterday was, especially, they didn't do it when they had the chance off a missed shot or, or just turnover. Like, they didn't run enough. And it kills me because it's like, you would think by now these players understand their strength is to go. I think a part of it might be the defensive effort has gotten so much better. There's so much more like paying attention on that side, that it kind of takes the energy out of them. That's fair. Yeah, You know, these guys aren't, you know, video game players where they can just, you know, their their (laughs) energy can be like unlimited or you sit them on the bench for three seconds, bring them back in and now they're reloaded. Like they're going to get drained. But it was an ugly offensive showing for both teams. It was definitely like an old school, aggressive, defensive uh, formatted game. But to point a couple stats out that were crazy, they were out rebounded. By 22 or 21 rebounds, 54, 33 in favor of Indiana.
1: That was your big, yeah. That's,
0: that's your biggest, like, you're circling and highlighting that if you're Luke Walton saying, well, that lost us the game right there, especially for a team that already struggled to get defensive rebounds. That's not going to help. And then going from 22 made threes on Friday, they make 10 threes on 34 attempts for 29% uh, accuracy. Last and
1: even their twos were struggling. Like they missed a lot. They missed. I wouldn't say gimme's, but they yeah. missed quite a few. Close I mean, because granted, Turner, you know, contested a lot of them. Sure, but once a- that you would normally see them going, where like they
0: Buddy's hit three. every part.
1: They hit every part of the rim and then came out. That was incredible. Um, where you're just used to those going in, right? Yeah. Which it just seemed like all the things combined. It was just one of those nights where, or days, it just was not. It was not their day.
0: <laughs> and that we just, we, we, I feel like we're going to get used to saying that on a Sunday matinee yeah. game. That's what, that's how that's, the, that's what I say after. Until it they prove
1: otherwise day. until. The, yeah.
0: And this was in Sacramento. They didn't uh, travel to a different time zone. They were in right. sack on their home court. So it is a bummer. I give them credit for fighting back in this game. At one point, even taking the lead in the fourth quarter, they just couldn't get that big time shot Yeah, towards the end. I think Halliburton should have shot a little bit more. I remember you tweeted on one possession where t- twice we had a-, a screen in front of him. I think Holmes was out setting a high screen and he had to his left and to his right, a chance to just fire a three with some space and he didn't do it. And then they ended up going, he ended up going to the lane, trying to get it to Holmes and the ball was turned over. Cause he yeah. missed.
1: Home. And there was one where he gave up a three to pass it to Harkless in the corner for one. And I, I get it. He made a couple last game and spot, those are the shortened threes. Um, but I, I think Harkless would even tell you he would have like how to shoot the ball, right? Like if you are open to shoot the three, like shoot it. Yeah, You're a good shooter, shoot it. No, um, true. And so there were times and then he got a little bit more aggressive again. It's just for longer and again, come full of, um, Hallie is, is, I mean, it's, he's playing so well. I just want him to keep the pedal down.
0: <laughs> right. And just don't shy away. Don't shy away from the tough shots. Yeah. And that's why I had no problem with that shot in the final, whatever it was, 10 seconds off the play. That was apparently yeah. supposed to go to Barnes. Barnes was covered. So it was like a little give and go with Holmes. That's a, that's a very deep three. I've seen Halliburton make that three before. Do I think that he should have maybe taken one more dribble in or just put a little bit more on it? Obviously, uh, yeah, he,
1: or just take a second, right? Like, yeah, to compose yourself more because he had more time
0: yes. than I think he realized. But am yeah. I upset that Halliburton took that shot or that it was Halliburton right. himself taking it, not like a buddy? You, we would no. rather
1: we would say him shoot the ball all the time. Yes, yeah, he had, he had the yeah. shot
0: and you wanted you, you make that yeah. three, it's a tie game. So I have yeah. no qualms about that. I don't know why people were so up in arms about the shot. I, I think, I think it's annoying. because they
1: thought that for me, I saw it was them thinking that was the play when we like, obviously. And I don't think that would be the play. And then it was proven it was not the play um, by Barnes himself and the coaching staff. Um, and that happens. They take away your first option. You, you know, you go to the next. And so yeah. at that point, I have no problem with it. Now it was a play. Sure. It would have issues because that should not be a number one drawn up play but when you're now looking at second third fourth options I have no issue with it you took what what was there and it was a shot that you know I, I don't have a, an issue with Halliburton taking that
0: no and it, it, it was honestly kudos I guess to Tyrese Halliburton for adapting when the first right. initial yeah. play that was drawn up wasn't there he was quick on his feet and said, I'm gonna get it to Holmes because he's there. I'm gonna take it back and I'm gonna show And he I'm set himself create-
1: behind Holmes in the screen. Right. Yes. He
0: set him, yep. he set up his own play, in essence, yeah, that could have tied the game. So that just shows the brilliance that is Tyrese Halliburton, how smart of a player he is yeah. to just work with what was in front of him. I love that Harrison Barnes was the one they drew the play up to. Katie Christensen called it. She was like, Harrison seems to be the guy you would probably go here, go to here for his just innate ability to hit those clutch shots. But yeah. it seemed like the Pacers knew that themselves. They weren't letting Barnes get anything.
1: Yeah, and, you know, and I will say, like, for the Kings right now, for offensive rating, they're they're number five right now. Like they they they've improved, and for as much as we see about the Warriors, right, and how like their offense just going off, they're behind the Kings right now in <laughs> that shockingly. That is crazy. Um, so I mean, like, for as frustrated as as we get, you know, for these lapses, like, I mean, overall, they're playing really, they're playing well, like well offensively. Um, But I think our thing is we know they can even play better, right? Like that it's, we've seen that, we know, there's more there. And so that's even more exciting to me. Like if you can finally, finally tap that, like, yes.
0: (laughs) You know, and it's, you, you've, you've made a lot of good points about um, the fact that what's going to be the key turning point for the Kings is figuring out how to close out these games. How to finish off opponents that either are better than you or you know are playing you really tough, like the Pacers were, yeah. or you in your you tier
1: because there's yeah, yeah, there's plenty of teams that are. And to me, I kind of see the Pacers as in that in tier, tier with the yeah. Kings right now. Like it's they don't know if they're like totally good, but they're not really bad because they have they're talent. definitely not like a they team. have talent on their roster, right? Yes, Karraslavre is awesome. Can they can they get there? Yeah. Uh, and at least Pacers with the new coach, can they get there? Right. Like right. we've seen it before um, with the coach and then they changed coach. It went down and mm. now they have a new coach again. Can it go back up? But uh, yeah. And so we've seen that with the Kings, right? Like we kind of thought they were there and then they weren't there and then they've kind of shown us a little bit, like maybe. So it's, can they, can they finally figure it out? And even I liked what De'Aaron said last night, Sean asked him, like, do you see this game? as kind of a a turning point where you guys weren't totally playing out that great. You came out slow, but you actually had a shot to win it at the end. And his response was, well, we didn't win it. And until we, until we win those games, like that's when I know. And I I'm like, yeah, like that's what we've been saying. So, um, you know, I appreciated it hearing it from, from him. Yes. It's just words again, but it seems like everyone's kind of on that same picture of
0: it's all talk
1: right now. And until we actually win it, like, then we know we're getting somewhere.
0: I can't help, but consistently think that they're just, they're missing something. I don't, it's again, it doesn't need to be a a crazy trade. You don't need to go get an all-star necessarily, but they're, they're hurting someone else to come off the bench and score for Mo Harkless. I took a note, obviously has not been counted on or asked to score a whole lot, but he's at least had a couple buckets in each game that he's, played this year Mm -hmm. while he started except for the game that he missed he didn't score yesterday in 21 minutes that's tough jill to have that from your starting power forward in 20 plus minutes to not score he does great defense he passes the ball he's a glue guy and we love glue guys well that's but they need to
1: find someone that can do it on both ends because right right now on your on your bench you still have the same option that you're having with him it's just it's it's but you're getting it no defense you're just getting offense so again you're still going to have the same. You're gonna have the same juxtaposition problem. They sure. need they need depth that can give Do them both. an average on both sides, right. right? Yes. So why not? Is that out there? Yeah, that's well, the question. And it and, might de- and add some length because that will help with the rebounding and yep. and everything else. Because if you can have Mo coming off your bench and giving you that defense too to a bench group like that's probably you did last year. That's. I mean, we all loved what he did last year on it. So, I mean, again, it gives, but even if you don't do that, it gives you options, right? Based on lineups and who you're playing, you could still throw them out there just as a specialist on someone, right? Like Mm -hmm. that you need stops with, et cetera. But yeah, they, they definitely need someone that's going to give you both sides. And that's kind of what we're here. You know, the people that bring up Fox and Simmons and stuff that, you know, it's all about Foxes and shooting well blah 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 well okay simmons can give you consistent twos but he's not going to stretch the floor right and he'll give you defense like assists and defense but you're still not getting a complete package yeah (laughs) if that makes sense so it's like all the options that we're hearing still you're still finding holes in it right yeah so if they can just you know get i know people don't like hearing average but if you can get someone that will just be like consistent on both ends. Like sometimes that's all you need.
0: Hey, the answer though, and I've said it and I'll keep saying it until we see it. and or, or I'm proven wrong. The answer could be there right in front of you. It could be a, in terms of a backup four big that can stretch the floor and score a little bit. It could be Tremezi Metu. we won't even go down the Bagley tree because Bagley route, because I think it's pretty obvious now that Bagley is, Done. I mean, and I'm going to get, I was going to get to it in a moment, yeah. but shit, if you're not it's playing one
1: game and 10, one game and 10 for
0: ten if you're not playing minutes, in a 30 yeah. point blowout, then yeah, dude, you're not only in the doghouse. You're, you're at the very back locked in. So, so Metsu, I'll say, or our guy tearing up the G league currently in a couple games, Lewis King could really provide an offensive punch coming off the bench and he can play defense. He can come on the court, allow Parkless, to stay on maybe as the four or Barnes to kick to the four. If you're trying to do that, I like what Lewis King can provide them. They're not going to bring him up just yet, nor should they let him get a lot of run in the G league, but we know that guy can put the ball in the, in the, in the bucket, which right now on the bench, they don't really have that. And we've been saying that if it's not buddy, or if Mitchell's not in an attack mode offensively, then where are you going to get that offense on the bench? I'm just saying Lewis King might be worth a chance here soon. If this, continues to linger you know it's just it, it's a missing hole it's a missing piece of this puzzle and we don't know what it is necessarily yet if that makes any sense it's confusing yeah. wording it like that but I, I say I think trying. everyone
1: agrees it's that yeah. yeah
0: we don't we don't know what it is but we're, we're anxious to find out um right and the, I, and
1: like Monty said right he was gonna what was his wording was before making any moves he wanted to evaluate like to start right. the year that's what this a good roster, GM blah, does blah, blah. I mean, we're seeing it, so now can he can he deliver? Yeah. You know, on
0: can he answer? Um,
1: so yeah.
0: All right, so let's backtrack now. So that's the Pacers game, lost ninety four to ninety one, shot poorly, didn't rebound, uh, and didn't execute really down the stretch in that final minute, at least offensively. They had a lot of good defensive stands and sets in that game. I was very impressed with their defensive rotation, the intensity. Like it's getting better and better. It seems each game. Friday's game, I already touched on the fact that there was the most points they've scored in. I think, uh, eight months, uh, franchise record in threes, 140 points, total domination. A key thing I wrote down about this game is they showed in earnest how explosive they can be as a team, offensively and defensively, defensively, if they yeah. have good pace from start to finish and they make their threes. Obviously, if you make yep. your threes at this type of rate, you're going to win every game, but Yep. I mean, the point remains that they moved the ball so well, they ran up and down the court. They took good threes. It wasn't like they were just, I mean, heel does what heel does and hurdles, hurdles up, right. you know, some threes that you're like.
1: They ah. were in good scenarios. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't within the flow of the offense.
0: Right. It fit what yep. was happening. Yep. So they're a really hard team to beat when they get running, which is why, again, why they don't do that more, why they forget about it. Some games that are close is beyond me.
1: Yeah.
0: And, sh- and the the Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like I mentioned earlier too it's it's a game of runs and good teams know how to meet an opposing run with their own run like that's that's how you keep those leads going right because every a team's not it's rare that a team sucks for a full 48 right like these are right they wake up professional players point. you go on a streak like it happens um and so this was to me a, I hadn't really seen this consistently where from start to finish they took every run and made their own run. And so it was, they were up 20. Okay. Then down 13. Okay. Back up, you know, 25. Okay. Then down 17 back up, you know, and we saw that. I mean, even at the end, it was awesome to see when it got down to 12, they then boom. What was it like the back-to-back threes from buddy and Mitchell? And it was right back up to, um, what was it? Uh, 18. Like it's, I mean, they met every single streak with their own. And stayed consistent defensively. So it was...
0: The Hornets were at arms It was so
1: much fun to watch. Like, I watched that game, I think, like, three different times. Like, (laughs) just because I wanted to go back and catch certain parts of, like, did I see this one? Did I see that? Um, But it was just a lot of fun. And I think everyone had fun watching it. We hadn't seen a game like that in a while. Uh, We're normally on the opposite end. So, but 100%, like you said, it it shows what this team can be capable of. Um, And so... Can they, you know, and like I mentioned the Hornets, the next game, they were on the opposite end and then couldn't meet the Clippers run with their own run. And it was a 22 to zero run and yeah. they just got killed in the last four minutes. So,
0: it's a fickle um, game.
1: Yeah. And so, and I will say that the King, you know, and that's something the Pacers did yesterday with the Kings. They were up pretty much the whole game and the Kings would, you know, kind of get close again. And then the Pacers would, would extend it. And then, um, you know, we got it within three at the end. And unfortunately there just wasn't enough time. Um, yeah. but.
0: I, I swear TJ McConnell couldn't miss yeah. in, the, in the time that I was watching. I was, it was football Sunday. So I was watching a lot know, of football. Yeah. But then when I, when I was watching the game, I was like, can this guy, miss anything i mean it's incredible my buddy who i was watching with was laughing he goes t.j mcconnell is destroying them right now and i was mm-hmm. like yeah man it's 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 almost embarrassing And they were to watch giving it.
1: him really good looks. that's yeah. good looks and that was kind of the issue too like like i mentioned he's gonna kill you in assists he's gonna get his defensive numbers but you were letting him get really high percentage off shots. the yeah and he's he's a good enough vet right um and they just extended paying him um Knowing that Brogdon has his injury history.
0: Um, you what know, they he- paid
1: both of those they paid both of those guys to yeah. keep that tandem going because they both have shown that they can coexist together and separately. But we were giving him, yeah, high percentage shots. And you just most vets will take advantage of that.
0: Who does he remind you of? I, I can't really put my finger on like what previous player, older NBA player, because he is an old school type of NBA player, in my opinion. He doesn't rely hmm. on Like his outside shot too much. It's get into the paint, draw a lot of attention, set up a teammate or get that layup. I don't know. I I was thinking about it for a minute. He reminded me of like, Hmm. if we're going to do a King, player it was kind of like bano vibes bano was a very oh, good three point yeah shooter. i could
1: see that but like the mm-hmm. way he
0: plays where he's just like an ultimate team player who always seems to make the right decision and
1: really smart yeah and
0: yeah very smart like that yep. was bano that was bano on very bad teams tj's been you know lucky to be on good teams yeah where it, mm-hmm. it, it's exploited a little bit more it, it pops
1: yeah and i'll even say like i you could even say um drogic to an extent it's like when yeah. he's not um you know the dragon when he's not his side consistently Yeah. Find ways to insert himself in the game and and multiple, multiple assets. But yeah, no, I think Bano's a good one.
0: Okay, good. That was one that just, I was like, is that, is it too obvious or is it, you know, am I not digging deep enough to think of something? Yeah.
1: But they're Uh, smart players that know how to read defenses and they can, they find their spots. They're not going to force it They'll Yeah. And that, and that, that can kill.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That place is always a place for a player like that. High IQ players. Um, Terrence Davis too also had a very solid game on Friday yep. against the Hornets. Yep. More to the point that you know what this team can do if every little piece, every every player is filling what role is expected of them. I mean they're they're definitely, and this is just and how excited they statement. all got
1: for him. Yeah, right? no, like, I mean, I mean was it was obvious where they were like, I mean Tyrese mental... was like running down <laughs> the yeah baseline, seriously, like, um...
0: Gotta love but yeah, Halbert. and I
1: think they realized they they're going to need, they need it. everybody. Right. Yeah. Like, and so, and you want to get a guy's confidence back up. And I know they threw him in, um, you know, he threw, I don't like maybe a minute, a couple of minutes last night. Yeah. But to me, it, you set him up for failure because you put him in, um, and you don't have a Fox, you don't have a Halliburton on the court. And to me, when you don't at least have one and your team's not fully clicking, it's where we've seen them be able to, to sustain, Right. That good play. Eventually you hope that it can happen like, right. But, um, you know, it's yeah, just, it hasn't happened yet. Um, and then he got the quick pull and I think they put Halliburton back in. So it was like,
0: you could make yeah. like a game, each game of trying to figure out what Luke <laughs> Walton's rotation is going to be. And like, how many minutes are these guys going to play? Like shit, man, I have, I don't know that guy. It's like, he changes his mind every game. Yeah. And it is a little unfair to Terrence Davis. Cause he finally showed you life and what he can provide you off the bench and yesterday they obviously needed scoring and yeah he didn't didn't get much of a chance yeah yeah just someone to set the pace which he does very well um so I feel bad I guess for Terrence Davis and then I really feel bad for Marvin Bagley who I just wish they would just again I I know there's a lot of different factors and components to a Jill well if you're not going to play him in that game against the Hornets then I really don't know why you're wasting the kids' time. Yeah.
1: Anymore. So I would say in regards to that
0: You played Metu um, ahead of them.
1: Well, I will say Metu and Jones had not played at all. And yes, that they ended up being up 30, but it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't close, right? For it wasn't like you had a all- Yeah, up up 30 where you could get him significant minutes to me. When he finally made the change, there was what, like three minutes left. He put in guys that had not touched the court at all. To me, it's more of a slap. If you're going to put him in in that three minute mark, then you're going to put in your very, very end of bench who has not touched at all. I get get the criticism. But to me, if you're going to put him in, I want him in in actual minutes, not at garbage yeah show me anything right and that doesn't allow him to prove anything either oh i scored a bunch in garbage time that was completely end of bench for everybody else again i get it because it would give him run on the court but i also am not surprised that he literally threw in two guys that had not touched that probably will not touch unless there's an injury honestly unless there's another 30 point game at this point, or an in, or an injury, I don't see him getting Jones or Metu in. So that could be very well their only time they're going to go oh, wow. in the game too. Where if you keep Bagley, I still think there's opportunities where you actually could put him in. So it's just thinking from like a coach's perspective, I could see it as that that you're you're getting you're getting guys in who who hadn't touched the court in this could be one of their few opportunities for the year.
0: I hope that Bagley thinks of this, that game, just how you explained it, where, you know, it would have been a slap in the face for Luke to put me in. Like, I, I hope that's how Bagley's thinking of it. Because when we were talking on Friday with Mattia, he made a good point about Bagley that his mental state currently, I mean, who knows? It, it is probably not very confident, nor would you expect it to be considering everything he's, all the adverse things he's had to go through in his first three years in the league or four years in the league. Now it feels like he's been on the team forever. Now I don't even know what year he's in. Um, and it, it, it is just discouraging in the sense that how are you going to know his trade value? How are you going to really ever get a decent offer? If you don't show him the court, that's my thing. I mean, okay, fine. You want to give him good minutes. You want to give him moments that he can actually, well, I think do that's where you're
1: going to get your value from, right? Yeah, like, no, true. But put him in there. But to me, but it's, <laughs> but there have they have a good record right now. So I don't think that's going to happen until they start failing. Like what they have is working. And so right now as a coach, he's worried about his job, not finding Marvin Bagley trade value. Yeah. Like right at the end of the day, um, there was a, a thing from Rico that was put up on Instagram the other day by someone. And his comment was, you show up, we're working, we're building days, make me put you in. So I don't lose my job. Like, that was the thing was Honest. make me so I can't, so I can put you in, trust you, so I can keep my job. Right. Like, so, I mean, again, as fans, we're worried about value, guys sitting on the bench, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, this coaching staff wants to stick around. And so, and as long as they're still in it, I'm not convinced that they make changes unless there is a trade because they've made it pretty clear at this point, they think these players right now Can do it. Are, are more prepared and ready than, than, than what he is. And so again, devil's advocate, like that's yes, very much. Um, so. Like, I mean, like that clip spoke volumes to me of make me trust you to put you out there. So I keep my job like, and they're in the last year of their contract. Like that's, you know what I mean? They're not worried about value. Like, a front offices yeah. they're worried about putting whatever they have to put on the court to to win the game and so far they have been in every single game so it's hard for me to say so far that i think you should be changing makes you something.
0: think makes you think yeah. how poor marvin bagley i know and i could be, be totally wrong, at practice.
1: but i mean that's yeah but i do think they're putting such an emphasis on defense and then like i like i've been saying it's there are so many bigs that can play offense, Mm -hmm. right? But it's the bigs, the the bigs that are getting paid out there. It's usually because they will give you both or they're giving you defense. Like it's,
0: they know, they know how to play defense. And
1: even the best in the league are giving you offense and defense, right. That, that got paid. And I mean, that's why we got such good value for homes. And so unfortunately, like, Marvin is a big that can give you a bunch of offense. He just hasn't been able to give you defense. Like I'm not saying he's horrible on defense. It's just, they were so bad at defense that I think they would rather have Harkless give them zero points and have him play defense than And and they're still number five in offense in the league. Last Um, year
0: scarred them for sure. Some of the games they had to watch in terms of defense about, uh, Output effort. Yeah. I, I will go on record to say, and I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but I've believed this for quite some time that whenever Bagley does go, wherever he goes next, I 1000% expect him to have maybe not to the same level, but along the lines okay. of a Julius Randle like career renaissance where Julius Randle is only 26, but the Lakers, ironically, Luke Walton's previous team. Had given up on him. He wasn't playing enough defense. He wasn't fitting where they were trying to go. They were trying to be winning now. And he needed and, a little bit that's more time. And the,
1: that's the big problem, right? Yeah. Winning now. And, and so, we're in a 15-year drought. And they yes. they just don't have the luxury of,
0: of time. They would have given and, him
1: all the minutes the last three years, right? Right. I mean, he would have had given. He would have had he was drafted. plethora. Before. Well, no. Minus his injuries. He wouldn't be oh, on well, a yes. weird minute thing. Like He would have had plenty development minutes. It's we're now year 15 and a new GM. And he's saying like, sorry, I can't, I can't wait. Like, yeah. I mean, and that's just an unfortunate situation because I have no issue with Bagley. It's, it's just one of those perfect storms where it's, I feel like they're, they are about development, but it's about getting it done at this point. Like there's a fine line of, right. Of the development. And when I mean, he
0: gets, when he gets to Toronto, Toronto, and uh, becomes their starting five and their small ball lineup, and really excels. Just, just remember what could have been in Sacramento. Not that the Kings haven't tried all everything they can. I just, I well, know it's going to be. Have that, you seen that the length?
1: Of, have you seen the length of Toronto though? Yeah, they're small ball, but they're all like six, seven, six, eight. That's not the Kings.
0: <laughs> no, they're 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 a lengthy group. Um, and Scottie Barnes, they will give
1: you defense where they don't necessarily need a rim protector.
0: Yeah, I've just, I've, I've had this theory that they would definitely. Be, bring out what's what's in Marvin his talent and he sure. would definitely fit their their arc and what they're trying to do like they have more patience which and is
1: there's so many young players that once they get a change yeah. of scenery just and get, get a new opportunity else. like that's yeah. all it takes unfortunately it just hasn't worked out with the kings and even if he was playing right now I don't I don't have a crystal ball I don't know if it would um yeah. but yeah. I have I nothing they... against the kid and I hope he goes succeed somewhere else and it works out for both
0: absolutely like at this point Absolutely. Um,
1: you know, I just hope it's, it comes it's a shitty soon. situation.
0: Yeah. Really is, really is for both sides. That's it's. I mean, it. I mean, like
1: it's a no win. Yeah, it's an
0: equal. God damn it, this sucks. Type of
1: and without him getting minutes now, it's hard to know what he would pre- be producing and not. Like it's just yeah. we don't know.
0: We're all just speculating. Well, as much as
1: we'd all like to know, we just yeah. have no idea. I mean, it could work. <laughs> we just don't know. Well, but at this point, I got to trust what they're doing.
0: Uh, speaking of speculation, we're going to go ahead and speculate a little bit more. Look ahead now to tonight's game. Another back to back, last game of this four game homestand, trying to get out of it with a three three and one record, right? Am I, is that right? Did they win their first game of the homestand? Uh, who do they play? The Kings, yeah,
1: yeah, they won their first two,
0: right? Okay, and then they lost last night. Sorry, it's yeah. been, a, been a lot of games, a lot of sports. Um, yeah, the, the
1: Pelicans and then right, right yep, the Pelicans, Pelicans Sorry. and Hornets.
0: Uh, um, no, you're good.
1: <laughs> I'd think about it too. <laughs> yeah. I was
0: like, Who did they play again? I don't remember. And so Suns come into town tonight. They're now five and three Suns, they've started to find their mojo, which is impressive for them considering the bomb that came out about Robert Sarver, their owner, and everything that's coming there. Can't say we don't yeah. feel for them as Kings fans. We've been there with owner news. That isn't good. It's only if the owner's making headlines, it's obviously bad. Like that's just right. a, that's just how it is. If he's if he's in the headlines, you can assume it's something poor. So kudos to the Suns for not letting that really affect them right now and, and, and figuring out, you know, that they're obviously still a really good team with a really good head coach. So they're five and three. They play tonight in at seven o'clock. This is the last game before the Kings head out to another four-game road trip. I credit the NBA for being symmetrical with these with these stands, four-game road trip, then four-game homestand, then four-game road trip. I mean, they're being consistent. So a very winnable Four games coming up for the Kings on the road. We'll touch on that in a second. But tonight, Jill, what are the keys for the Kings to snag a win again against Phoenix and head out on this road trip with smiles on their faces?
1: There's no reason I would. I'm assuming it's going to be a Holmes and Len rotation again, just based on JaVale McGee and Frank Kaminsky, because Aiton, won't, Aiton will not be playing. Right. Um, And so there's no reason those two should not dominate. Like, I mean, it's.
0: Yeah. You have the size.
1: You're both. Yes. Um, so I would say, again, similar to um, how they handled uh, um, Charlotte pace. Mm-hmm. Win the big man game. They can hit some threes. And if they're not hitting yes. it, then adjust. Like, yes. uh, keep adjusting, right? And And go to what's working. Do not go away from what's working go, go to what's working, but, um, yeah. And I would say another thing is, um, let, let Phoenix stars like, yes, try and minimize, right. Obviously what they're going to do, but don't let the supporting cast kill you, which has kind of been the King's thing before, right. Is the no name that, that kills you in addition to the star doing what they normally do. So, um, if you can hold that supporting cast, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Because as, as most teams, the stars are going to do what they're going to do, but can you prevent the outliers from from taking over? Yeah. And, and like, it's similar to, I'm sure Phoenix is saying the same thing because the Kings, I'm not sure about last night, but the three games prior, they had seven people in double figures for, and that's the first time in history that they had done that. So, um, the Kings were hitting people from all over, right? So if you Mm. can prevent Phoenix from doing that, um, I think, uh, that would be huge,
0: impressive too, because they've been pretty much a seven to eight man rotation. So that just means everyone on the that's going on the court is dropping double figures on yeah. you. So yeah, yeah. probably a, a point of discussion for Monty Williams and his staff for the Suns tonight. Uh, so yeah, your three keys is roughly are pace, out rebound, be aggressive, and then make your shots. You know, to get the lid yeah. off the basket. That yeah, because I mean, there even their two,
1: night. even their twos, right? We're we're down. So yeah, yeah whether it's twos or threes, <laughs> execute. Yeah, make your shots.
0: And I think we'll hopefully know very early on, you know, the level intensity, of course, that the Kings are going to play with how they, how yeah, they're going to, how they're, yeah. how they're come out
1: punching, come out right? punching, right. <laughs>
0: come out and, and show that yesterday is gone. <laughs> you know, we're on, we're on to today's game that Halliburton's going to attack. Fox will hopefully be a little bit better from the field with seven of 19 yesterday. And uh, definitely, definitely without eight on the court, you should be getting the ball down low. If that, if that shows itself to be working early on, which I'd be surprised if it doesn't, um, Yeah, I I don't want to say this is a winnable game because the Suns are a good team, obviously.
1: But this is where you can steal one, right? Like without, without yeah, this is a game you could steal. Thank you. This is like a
0: prototypical, we can snag this, say thank you very much and move on to our road trip. And it would be huge. It'd be huge, Jill, to go out on this road trip, six and five, above 500 through 10 games, through 11 games, through, you know, double digit games. And that'd be a confidence boost to beat the Suns twice, home and away this early yeah in the
1: season. right and and similar to what our issues were last year right like we had the long losing streaks and i remember, I remember it was a coach or a player saying like how much you can help yourself if you can not let yourself get like two to three losses in a row like if you can right. just keep cutting off right like even if it's win loss win, like you end up 500 so if you can prevent the the streak because I mean, the Suns aren't, I mean, you have the Suns and then the Spurs aren't a pushover either. So no, they're not um, off to mean, a good they've start. Been playing be, they've been playing better as of late.
0: Yes. they're um, very So, to I think. mean, the yeah, if
1: these are games, if you can steal, like it, it
0: helps in the yeah. long run. Yeah. I think it was uh, my buddy who's been on the show, Sean Holco, who told me, I think it was during last year's, one of the losing streaks after, after the season, after the Kings didn't make it, he goes, it's crazy to think Sam that, if you just take one of those nine-game losing streaks and make it a seven-game losing streak, so still uh, f- fucking horrible. Games. Yeah, you 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 make the play in that circumstance. You That's know, four like,
1: more games you would have won. If you just won. chop
0: yeah. away on one of those streaks by yep. just a little, where it's still a horrible losing streak, like you're wanting to gouge your eyes out watching them play, but that would have been all the difference. So yeah, that that is definitely yep. a good point. Can they avoid? stacking up a lot of losses yeah and i season. maybe
1: that's where rico came up with the stack days right every every day they're looking as their zero zero again right like it's he said every day it's essentially that's their motto this season is your oh and oh going into it and you're stacking so if you can go one oh one oh one oh one oh you know like if it's always the just, best way to look you know, at it yeah
0: i feel like um, take it one game at a time yeah
1: So and I think his was like five. And so they've just cut it down to one. I mean, with this team, you gotta cut it down to one. Yeah. So
0: it always seems like when you look ahead, that's when you get lost, or that's where you, you know, cliche. Handle
1: today. Yeah. You forget what's
0: in front of you if you look farther. Uh it's a good thing to say when you're afraid of the future. It's like, hey, well, don't worry about it then. You know, just worry about today.
1: I mean, yeah, especially for a team that has been wanting to change the corner and keep saying they want the smoke and all that, like focus on today and you will get there.
0: Yeah. Uh now I could be wrong about this. I'm pretty confident the next two, the first two games of this road trip. So yeah, you said they play the Spurs, then they play the Thunder. Those are two, the two youngest teams in the NBA. I'm pretty confident that it's the youngest roster Popovich has had in San Antonio ever. I know that for a fact. And the Thunder, I think just common knowledge have yeah. to have the youngest team.
1: I think even if you take that away, like that, that hundred percent would make it, if anything, he would bring it up somewhat. Cause he, I think he might be the one over 30 player. <laughs> Who, He's like um, right around there. dad. that young, oh, the young.
0: Yeah. Um And then <laughs> so the Thunder he, have like Derek favors is the only old guy on the team.
1: Right. Like both of those teams, you take those guys away. Yeah, it's like, like, they're all super forwards. young.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So to say that those are games that they're going to be tough. The Thunder have already beaten the Lakers twice. They just finally beat a team that wasn't uh Los Angeles. They play so hard.
1: Right. You play hard. Shea I mean, play Alexander
0: is a yeah. budding star. Josh Giddy's going to be a guy that's not going to do anything really in the statute, but do all the things that don't go in the statute in a game, pass the ball. Well, do his watch. job very well. He's yeah. a really good young player. Um, really good at hitting on the ladies too. I think he, you saw that video It was like the two Stanford women's players. It or was something. a
1: Stanford and a Cal player. Yeah.
0: Good for him. Um, uh, the yep. video on viral game nobody, recognized
1: game. <laughs> yes. Nobody <laughs> yeah. knew
0: the context of what was happening, but it just seemed really funny. He does look a lot like Timothy Chamolet too. Um, whose name I always butcher. I know that's not how it's pronounced. I just like to say it wrong.
1: Has a nice accent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, He just gives me those those vibes. The, I think it's the yeah. hair. But no, uh, the, the, both teams with the tons of hair. young. <laughs> yes, definitely there. hair. Uh, two teams with a lot of good young talent they're going to face to start the road trip, but two teams that don't have experience. The Kings have, crazy as it is, more like been there, done that type of players and um, games than, than those teams. And then they the last two games, Detroit, one of the worst teams in the league, and Minnesota who we don't really know what Minnesota is yet. They're trying to they're they're still trying to figure it out. They just blew in one of their last games a huge lead in a game that they should have won. Then that's apparently been a theme in Minnesota early on is a lot of winnable games that they've choked away at the end or held on to win by just barely, you know, scraping through. So all that to say Jill, four games on the road. All four of them can't believe it's being uttered very winnable games. So makes it even more imperative the Kings can snag a win, steal a win, however you want to say it, against Phoenix tonight. Because if you go on this road trip and it'll just say three and one, then you come back home, and all of a sudden, you're nine and six. An incredible first 15 games, I'd say, by Kings standards, if you can pull that off. But starting with today, got to beat Phoenix. Um, do you have any, you know, we'll obviously get to it later, but do you have any key, the keys or just really things you want to see on this next road trip? After we saw one road trip already, those first four games uh, against tough opponents, what going into this road trip do you want to see the Kings do better at?
1: Like they were close, right? With these four particular teams, um, again, like keeping along the 500 line, yes, these are games they should win. But at the end of the day, I will still be happy if they like, if, if we're coming back and we're still five, like we're still around 500. Yes. I know we should go up, but to me, take care of business, like take care of business and close, like, let's see those. We keep saying that those first games were learning experiences, right. To learn how to close out games. You've been saying that for years, like, please let us finally see it. Like hope- we saw, we saw it somewhat in the Charlotte where they got it down to 12, but it never really got within that, like under 10 point, you know what I mean? Game. Um, but take care of business and show us that you are, are learning right. from those non-closeouts because the, they should win these four games. Like they, they should.
0: should. Yeah. Again, Were they? they? Probably not. I
1: know <laughs> like, but every team, again, every team has a shot, but yes. if the, again, if this team wants to prove to us that they're different, then take care of business. Like yep. this is how they're going to have to keep showing it. We should, we can say all day, we think they should win, but until they actually show us, right. I mean, it's,
0: we're just saying nothing. We're through. still in
1: that, like, oh, well they should be <laughs> unfortunately. Spot like, for just yeah. I mean, it's every year we keep saying that, but, um, with how they've played these first, um, what is it? 10 or 11 games, they should beat these teams
0: with the exclusion so. of Minnesota, which is the last game of that road trip. Those first three teams will play the style and you can play yourselves the style that you right. want to play, which is running gun. Cause they're not teams yep. with size. Yep. They're not teams that really get it low, down low. They're shooting a lot of threes. They're playing really fast. Yep. They're moving yep. the ball. That's how those, the Spurs, the thunder and the pistons. That's how they play. Cool. You can match up with that. No problem. You showed it against Charlotte. So do that and
1: bring your transition D. Yeah. Bring, bring your yep. transition
0: D take care yep. of business. Maybe on the extended road trip, maybe they'll bring up someone like a King or a Rams, and we yeah. see them get a little run for the first time. I'm just throwing shit out there for no reason. Uh, if they handle,
1: gotta, if yeah. they handle business, if they handle business, just gotta yes.
0: at some point this rotation, I hope just expands a little, just because I just are gonna burn everyone out so early, and I hate that. But as long as, as they're Walton's, close,
1: though, I know. As long as they're close, they're not gonna risk. No, it. No, I know, understandably. And then, yeah. So just, as long as you take care of business, right? Like and play like you did against charlotte like against these bad teams because these teams aren't even playing as good as charlotte was playing like on a consistent level like charlotte had been playing well um and so like yes if those guys are there and they do what they're supposed to do there can be opportunity 100 percent. but if it's close again i just don't think you're gonna see it and it's gonna end up wearing these guys out but at the end of the day like the coaches are also i mean
0: yeah a lot of
1: like we'd be killing them if they lost because they put in right. Oh, yeah. Like one of just those. Please, so
0: please me, but I'm
1: totally with you. Like at some point it's going to catch up. So yeah. just handle your business and then you can extend. But that's, yeah.
0: That's a problem for future, right? That's what we don't <laughs> need to worry about right now. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. A lot of fun basketball coming up. The Kings have yet to make us fully rip our hair out and start screaming and yelling. Cause it seems like they're still figuring out what kind of team they are, but they're exciting us. They've been in every game. It's been a different, theme a different story so far through 10 games again kings that's kings versus Suns in sacramento tonight and then they head out on the road trip that's going to do it for us though so on this monday podcast we'll be back wednesday to review the sun's game and then dive more into this road trip that lies ahead everyone have a great monday thanks as always thanks as always slater dudes